You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter Ian Brown on location, Ian. It's the first time we've done one of these in person uh, here at Camden Yards, Red Sox Orioles, obviously a big series. Uh, they got off to a great start as far as the Red Sox are concerned on Monday night. Two big names in the game, two big players were Rick Porcello, obviously, and Mookie Betts on the offensive side. Let's start, though, with Porcello because this Orioles lineup in this ballpark is so dangerous. Complete game 89 pitches. I can't even explain that. Yeah, Rick Porcello is pitching with such confidence and such execution right now where I think, you know, three weeks ago the perception of Porcello's season was, hey, this guy's having a really good year, uh, been the benefit of a lot of run, run support, and now he's kicked in and taken this to another level now where he's not just winning games, but he's dominating. And uh, last night was just the third Red Sox game since 1988 where a guy threw a complete game of uh, you know, less than 90 pitches joining Roger Clemens and, uh, and Aaron Cook. So it was uh, you know, a great game to watch. Absolutely. And then the offensive side of things, Mookie Betts, I mean, it's almost like home games for him when he steps here at Camden Yards, eight homers, seven games. Um, something about the, the batter's eye, has he talked about why he's so good here? Yeah, Mookie won't expand on whatever it is that makes him so comfortable here. He said to me, he had a great line last night when I asked him about it. I said, I asked, if I asked him if he felt at home in, uh, in Baltimore here, he said, the only place I feel at home is in Nashville, which is his hometown. So, no, he said that, uh, you know, he wishes he could do this in every park. And for whatever reason, it's just happening here. You know, dimensions are very favorable for him here. I think a lot of balls that would probably go off the monster at Fenway, um, you know, are, are going into the seats because there's a short wall here. And, uh, you know, as John Farrell said, this place can be a hitter's paradise, especially when the weather's warm. Kind of kickstarts things for Mookie, who had been in, in a bit of a slump. He had still been doing it defensively, though. He's shown that in the last week. And that just kind of shows how, how much he can help a team in all different facets. Yeah, Mookie Betts is probably going to win a gold glove in right field this year. Just played a, a great right field. He, that Sunday night game against the Yankees just made two great catches there to help save that game. And, you know, he's been their best all-around player when you look at everything. You know, you can say you know, David Ortiz is an MVP candidate. Hanley Ramirez has turned himself into an MVP candidate. Dustin Pedroia. But really, Mookie is the guy who does the most things, I think, for this team. And I think that's why you put him at the top of the list right now. You mentioned Hanley, player of the week, co-player of the week in the American League, and kind of an obvious choice when you see what he did against the Yankees in that series. I mean, game one of that huge series with the Yankees looked over, and then they come back, they chip away, and then what a moment to, to walk it off the way Hanley did. Is that maybe his shining moment as a Red Sox at this point to do what he did? Not only was it Hanley's shining moment as a Red Sox to do what he did, but um, that moment, that hit was a game-changing moment for a season-changing moment for this team because the next day you felt a noticeable difference with this team. You saw them playing looser. You saw them playing with more confidence. For a while, they've just been kind of you know, grinding this thing out, and they got into first place and just kind of you know, taking two out of three here, taking two out of three there, a good win here, good win there. But that, that win changed everything. You could feel it in the clubhouse. Guys were openly talking about it all weekend, you know, how much that moment changed things. So you're, you're, you've lost that game. You're down 5-1. to one there in the eighth inning against the Yankees and uh, you know just had shown no life up to that point and for him to hit that three-run homer there against Batances in the bottom of the ninth two outs in the bottom of the ninth it just rocked Fenway Park the best game the best ending a lot of people have seen to a Red Sox game in a while so I think when this regular season is over uh, we're going to go look at that moment it's a defining moment for this Red Sox season because of that sweep a four-game lead now in the division with 
you know, 12 games to go, that almost, I don't want to say insurmountable, but it's starting to get to that point where it's going to be real tough for anybody to catch them. It almost makes these next three games for the Orioles must win. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I was I covered the Red Sox in 2011, so I can never say <laughs> never anymore when it comes to divisional race, especially being in this ballpark in Camden Yards where it all ended for that team. But this Red Sox team has a completely different feel than the 2011 team. This is just a team that's loose. They love playing together. Um, there's a you know a kind of a win this for Big Poppy sort of thing that's going on with the younger guys, and there you have Big Poppy who just loves playing with these younger players. And, you know, Rick Porcello, the season he's having, there's just a lot of special elements going on right now. And certainly the Red Sox, they've taken on all comers lately. You look at the fact they go into Toronto and they win, uh, you know, they win two out of three there at a time where I think there was a one-game difference in the division when that series started. Um, you know, they, they beat the, they won the first game against the Orioles at Fenway, and then the Orioles did come back to win the next two. But then you sweep the Yankees in four straight. Then you have a nice win to kick off the series. So if the Red Sox can, again, win this series, this four-game series in Baltimore, um, it really sets them up, and they're, 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 they'll win the division if that happens. You look at the pitching matchups the rest of the way here, and obviously Eduardo Rodriguez going against the team that he came up with, tr was traded from Baltimore. After that, it gets really interesting. You have a Clay Buckhole start in a game that could be a lot of runs scored, and then you finish up with Chris Tillman and David Price. But Eduardo Rodriguez... Is, does he have something – is it extra special when he pitches here because this is the team he came from? He's pitched well in this park, Tim, since he got traded to the Red Sox. And I think you always have that – that first team that trades you, you always have a little added edge against that team. And Rodriguez, the, the game he pitched here, last time we were here, he pitched four no-hit innings. Might have been the best I've ever seen him until that game in Oakland a, a few weeks later. But, you know, he, he had to leave that game with a little uh, hamstring injury, but he had pitched four no-hit innings. Uh, and was really gaining confidence. But uh, right now he's a little bit hit or miss, so he needs to get consistency. There's some jockeying position for a position going for that if you're looking at a possible playoff rotation. Rodriguez is one of those guys who's on the bubble right now. You mentioned the, the change in the atmosphere as far as this team goes. Looking around the clubhouse when you're in there every day, is there a vibe that there's no question this team's playing in October? Absolutely. Even you look at a guy like David Price, and you can just tell in his eyes that he all of a sudden he feels like he's part of a championship-caliber team. Uh, there's so much excitement in the looks of these guys when they get to the park now. And, uh, you know, I mentioned the game against the Yankees. It kind of started on that West Coast trip before that. People were talking about how tough this three-city trip was going to be at the time where you're going to um, – you know, you're going to go to Oakland and San Diego, which aren't great opponents, but you're still on the West Coast. And then you're going to finish with three in, in Toronto. And just, you know, they, they came out in that series and played well. And just since September started, this has been a different team. They sort of kicked it into gear at the right time. Reminds me, reminiscent to me a little bit of 2013, when that team was also, you know, you know, right on the cusp of first place the whole year. And then they just took off the final month of the season. Kind of the rest was history. All right, and Red Sox fans hope similar path here in 2016. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. For Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.